This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, December 18th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The end of the embargo with Cuba will mean greater liberalization, at least in one direction. Juan Carlos Hidalgo, a policy analyst for Latin America at the Cato Institute, argues that the ailing Castro regime may well find reasons to undermine those liberalizing reforms in order to maintain power. Well, I think that President Obama is right in saying that not only the policy has failed to bring about democracy and freedom to Cuba, but it also has been counterproductive. It actually has empowered the regime in Havana, and it has provided them with an scapegoat uh, you know, to blame the sorry state of the Cuban economy on the embargo. So moving towards a normalization of relations, I think, plays into America's interest of bringing about uh, more freedom to Cuba and empowering the Cuban people vis-a-vis their government. As for Cuba, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of discussions on what is in Cuba's interest out of this. People who support the status quo will say that this is providing a saving, a life-saving measure to the regime, given that they're probably counting on the fact that the Venezuelan government has its days counter, counted by, by the, the severely, rapidly deteriorating of, the econo- of, their, of, of its economy. Uh, but I think that this is more in the interest of the United States. You know, if you look at diplomatic uh, relations between the United States and Latin America, and even around the world, you will notice that the embargo had become the number one uh, issue uh, regarding uh, regarding uh, U.S. policy towards Latin America. The Latin American governments will always bring about uh, the embargo in their discussions with the United States. The U.N. will vote overwhelmingly every year to condemn the United States because of the embargo. And uh, well, the embargo is, hasn't been removed. It depends on Congress, but at least we're moving in a direction where hopefully we will see an end to this failed policy in, 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 a, in, a, in a few years. What does that mean for the average uh, Cuban? Because I'm seeing on, on Twitter, among other places, that a whole lot of people are saying, I, I snarky, snarkily saying, oh, well, Starbucks and McDonald's will soon be coming to ruin Cuba. Give, give us a sense of what it, this will mean for the average Cuban citizen. I think the impact of uh, these economic measures that President Obama announced are going to be very limited. Uh, They're significant in their symbolism because of what they mean. They mean the United States is engaging uh, Cuba and is moving towards a full normalization of of relations with Cuba. But in the end, the, the fate of the Cuban people depends on their government and the economic policies implemented by by. Havana. What we have seen since economic reforms, quote unquote, started in in Cuba, is that these reforms have been extremely limited and uh, and the reach has been very small. Uh, The Cuban government seems to be very concerned about the uh, the possibility that Cubans will become prosperous because they know that with prosperity comes freedom. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see in the upcoming months that uh, the Cuban government will do things to undermine 
the impact that these measures will have on, on their people. For example, when the Obama administration came to power and decided to leave some limits on the amount of money that Cuban Americans could send back to, to the island and remittances, uh, we started seeing a lot of money flowing into the island. But then Cuba imposed limits on the, on the amount of money that people could bring from abroad. Uh, the number of goods that Cuban Americans could bring to the island when they were visiting their relatives over there. So again, there is a, a very strong concern from the authorities in Havana about the possibility that that the Cubans will become prosperous. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the authorities uh, limiting the impact of these measures. However, this is not about this is not about. Uh, I think the president was correct when he said that we won't see change happening in Cuba overnight. But we should move towards that direction, and this certainly this is this is why uh, the president should be lauded for for this. You think that the Cuban regime, uh, as it exists right now, Raúl Castro, um, are fully aware that the prosperity of the people in Cuba will destabilize their regime. Indeed, indeed, and that's why I think actually they are interested. In, in keeping the embargo at some point. Yes, rhetorically, they, they use every venue, diplomatic venue, to denounce the embargo because it plays into their hand, portraying themselves as victims of the U.S. empire and, uh, and also getting solidarity from governments all over the world, particularly in Latin America. But what we have seen with these reforms uh, that started being implemented in 2007 is not that they're all of a sudden uh, the Castro brothers discovered Milton Friedman. Uh, it's just that they are just trying to do just barely enough reforms to keep the regime afloat, to keep the economy afloat, while not going as far as, as having people like become rich. For example, uh, one of the measures is allowing private restaurants, allowing Cubans to open a small restaurant in their house, you know, or or any venue. Uh, and a few years ago, we saw that the government in Havana started shutting down those restaurants that were the most successful, that were getting the most clients, just because of the reason they, they were getting uh, ahead, you know, that they were becoming, proving successful. So we have seen this, this pattern over and over and again. Uh, again, uh, what we have seen around the world through history is that every time you have a dictatorship that liberalizes the economy of that country, that dictatorship and falling. It happened in Chile with Pinochet. It happened in Taiwan. It happened in South Korea. It's a, it's, it's a very general rule that we have seen and eventually will happen in China. And that's why I think that the Cuban regime is not interested in, in liberalizing Cuba's economy or following the Chinese model because they know that sooner or later that will bring about uh, democracy in, in, the, in the island. Juan Carlos Hidalgo is a policy analyst for Latin America at the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.